It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, it was the right decision. Pad the stats, and I'm good. It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting hard as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Also, check us out on the SiriusXM app and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So I know a lot of fans have been talking about the idea of seeing more of Desmond Ritter playing. And obviously, you know, we wanted to see more of the starters and all that good kind of stuff. And I understand from a fan emotional perspective on all of that. But Arthur Smith talked about the idea of why he didn't play Desmond Ritter more, why he didn't start him in that final preseason game, you know, when, Pittsburgh started, had all their starters out there. Kenny Pickett, I think Kenny Pickett had, I think, I think in the preseason he had five or six drives that all led to touchdowns and all that kind of stuff. So again, handling things a different way. Here's what Arthur Smith, though, had to say about starting Desmond Ritter and playing him more. Quote, if I was really concerned about Des, then he wouldn't have been out there. There's no perfect answer. Uh, if you look at all of the answers year in and year out, we need, we needed to get live reps, joint practice. That's another subjective debate, but we feel pretty good there. You take it all into consideration. Certainly if we felt that he wasn't ready or we felt that he wasn't some perfect or there wasn't some perfect blueprint, then we wouldn't have followed that. We take it all into consideration and we feel pretty good about where we're at now. Besides all of that, but besides what he had to say about the idea of the, the practicing part and all this other kind of stuff, look, the reality was also, too, that Chris Lindstrom and Drew Dahlman were both battling injuries in that final preseason game. So there was probably a definite chance that they were not going to play, not because they're long-term injured or anything like that. It was just a matter of, hey, not risking injury, further injury, worsening things for your offensive line. Well, if those two guys aren't going to play, then you absolutely positively do not start Desmond Ritter at that point. There, there is no way that I'm starting Desmond Ritter against two backup offensive linemen. So that's the other part of this, too, is the fact that, okay, with what's going on up front for us, we also can't start my franchise quarterback. Now, I say franchise quarterback, but I mean, he's the guy that they're entrusting to take this franchise over. But there's no way you can have your back, your, your starting quarterback with two backup offensive linemen when the Steelers played all their starters. There's no way I'm going to put him in a situation like that and risk whatever injury is going to happen to him. So you can't do that part of it, too. But this is what we talked about over this last week or two or few or whatever like that when People have been complaining about the starters getting more time and all this kind of stuff. I mean, in all honesty, do you think that eight or 10 reps more in the preseason would be the difference between 
feeling good about Desmond Ritter and, and knowing he can handle the job or not? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, and I know so. I, again, Arthur Smith talked about this. Look, the joint practices with the Dolphins are way more valuable than any preseason game <clears throat> that Desmond Ritter could have played in. And, and those kinds of things, and, and every day repping in practice, well, it's not the same thing as a game. Yeah, but that's how you learn. That's the way it is in the NFL. So besides being a, a different game in the NFL with only three preseason games with another extended week in the regular season, and the fact that you have all these big cutdowns, you have one big cutdown with guys at one time, there's no staggered kind of cutdown. Everything just plays into the idea of you don't have to necessarily play your starters. You don't have to play a lot of those guys. It's just the way of the NFL. So I'm good with what Arthur Smith did. I, and I understand the, the fan perspective that you want to see more and all that kind of stuff. But again, when you talk about repping in practice every single day, that's where your chemistry is going to get built. That's where those things, the connections between Drake London and Kyle Pitts and everything, that's where those connections work. And having him play eight or 10 snaps more in the preseason to turn and hand it off or throw maybe four passes doesn't sell me on the idea of, okay, Desmond Ritter is the guy who can handle this job or not handle this job. And that's the thing. And especially when you look at the fact that Dolman and Lindstrom were dealing with some injuries, there's no way that I'm going to put my starting quarterback in behind. Now, again, regular season would be something else, but those games count. These games don't count. You don't get any bonus points for the standings. You don't get bonus bets from FanDuel for, for winning preseason games. So again, I, I'm not the, the totality of what the risk is and the number one goal of preseason. Okay. Besides getting better in practices is to stay healthy. And especially with your top 25, 35 guys, you have to stay healthy with that say top 35 guys, because those are the guys that are going to make an impact on what your franchise is going to do. So I know everybody wanted to see Desmond Ritter, and I know the fact that the Steelers played their starters and we were lining up our ones versus their backups and all that kind of stuff. I get all of that, but have to take the emotion out of it. Don't take the emotion out of what the decision is. And Arthur Smith did the right thing. And especially, again, when you look at what the situation is around Desmond Ritter, it's not just Desmond Ritter in a vacuum that he needs to play and he needs to start. If I can have my starting offensive lineman or I'm going to sit my starting offensive lineman in front of him, then you absolutely cannot risk the idea of Desmond Ritter playing against, you know, Steeler starters with the, again, you, you want, you want him playing with the Jalen Mayfields of the world as backups. I mean, again, that's what we're talking about. Not Jalen Mayfield specifically, but the idea of playing those kinds of guys you know, significant snaps as, as your backups. So I think Arthur Smith did the right thing. I've seen everything that I need to see in preseason from the Falcons. You know, again, what I've liked to seen more defensive intensity to match what we did against the Dolphins. I thought, you know, as our defensive intensity went down over the, the three games of the preseason, I thought that the, you know, defensive effort wasn't there as much. But again, I'll, I'll live with all of that because it's preseason. 
I'll, I'll, I'll handle all of that because again, it doesn't count right now. And then we'll see what happens, you know, come week one, you know, can we get after Chase Young and can we disrupt everything? And we'll talk about the Panthers here a little bit later on in the show, but I've seen everything that I need to see. I, I, that, that one big drive that, that the Falcons had, yeah, they had some things to clean up on their offensive line and penalties and all this good kind of stuff. But by and large, I saw what I needed to see. And I don't think that the difference of eight more snaps for Desmond Ritter would have sold me more or less on whether or not he can be a, you know, a competent quarterback or a franchise caliber quarterback or whatever. Like that's where the practice is. That's where the joint practice is. That's why I say when we had those joint practices with the Dolphins, you know, that was much more realistic for what's going on and, and guys that were, you know, again, finding their footing and, in, in, you know, the competition level and finally getting somebody to, you know, to hit besides their own guys. Like that was, that was the part that, and again, those joint practices are, are going to be throughout the NFL. I mean, that's going to almost be sort of a de facto fourth preseason game. But I saw everything I needed to see, and I'm fine, and I'm good. And I thought it was the right decision from Arthur Smith when you look at the totality of everything that was happening with this club that I didn't have to see more of Desmond Ritter. There are too many other guys on the bubble that I needed to see more of. And especially I want to see our defensive presence and pressure and everything that goes along with it. So Arthur made the right decision. Now we'll see what happens because, again, we're headed right toward the regular season. But, again, everybody came out of this thing healthy, and that's the most important thing about preseason. All right, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And, listen, as you're getting ready for the NFL season, we've got an incredible deal from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, if you're a new customer to FanDuel, you can bet $5 and get 2 hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed that's right five dollars place a five dollar bet and you'll get one hundred dollars off of nfl sunday ticket and your two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed nfl sunday ticket from youtube and youtube tv you can get a hundred bucks off that package but now is the best time to join FanDuel. it's a super easy to use app safe secure you, you can do everything on that app, point spreads, everything in between. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket and $200 in bonus bets with your first $5 bet. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel's the official partner of the NFL. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So it was a big win for the Braves last night, and they brought out the whooping sticks. And I talked about this on the radio show last night, that the number one thing that I want to see from this Braves team over this three-game set is the idea of going in there and padding your stats. They should kick. The, the Rockies are a dreadful team, dreadful 
They are 49 and 82. If they were in the Braves division, they'd be 36 and a half games out of first place. 36 and a half games out of first place. They are dreadful. And what the Braves did last night was go in there and kick the ever-living dog. They put up a football score. That's what I want to see over the next couple of nights. Pad your stats. This is the perfect opportunity to whack it around in Coors Field. Maybe the best hitters park. Maybe the best hitters park in baseball history. Pad your stats. Club it all around and beat the ever-living dog snot out of the Colorado Rockies. Last night, when you look, Ronnie was four for five with four runs and five RBI in the game last night. Obviously, you know, again, he homered last night in the game, too. Riley had a home run, two for five with two runs and three RBI. Ozzy made his return. He was 0 for 6, but again, he'll get himself back on track. A couple of hits for Marcelo Zuna, three hits for Sean Murphy, <clears throat> three hits for Orlando Arcia. Kevin Pillar chipped in a couple of RBI. Two hits for Mike goes in there and pads their stats and kicks the ever-living dog snot out of the Rockies because that's what should happen. I should be seeing not baseball scores. These should look like football scores from the Braves' offensive side of things. And then you get ready to go into the play the Dodgers, who it's going to be a great series coming up this weekend. Obviously going to be a lot of anticipation about where the Dodgers are and where the Braves are. And, you know, obviously these are the two best teams by far in the National League. They're going to be going up against one another. So feel good, feel confident about what you're doing, you know, in this. And we talked about, you know, Ronnie's quest to, you know, have one of the best seasons maybe of all time for, uh, you know, an outfielder uh, for the Braves. I mean, you know, again, four hits, four runs, five RBI last night in the game. If you look at the bottom of the order, what have we talked about all year long? The seven, eight, and nine hitters for the Braves. They were six for 13 last night with four runs scored and three RBI. Six for 13 with four runs and three RBI. When you're getting that kind of production out of your seven, eight, nine hitters, you're not going to beat the Braves. For, forget, forget what the final score ends up being. You're not beating the Braves if they go six for 13 in the seven, eight, nine spot. And Ronnie just gets all those at bats turned over to him and Olsen and Ozzie and Riley and everybody that you start just turning that lineup over. So while you have this last night was special and last night was exactly what the doctor ordered. Bryce Elder was just good enough, right? In Coors Field. I mean, let's face it. He was just good enough. Six hits, six innings, I should say. Eight hits, four earned runs, four strikeouts. I'll take that line in Coors Field. But more importantly is the Braves went in there and kicked the crap out of the Colorado Rockies, who are a dreadful baseball team. And what they need to do is two more nights of that. Don't monkey around and lose a game. And I'm talking about a game. When you have a dreadful, disgraceful, pig slop of a franchise team you go in there and beat their brains out every single night of the week. And, and you pummel them into the ground to where they don't want to get up. Like, again, they don't want to get up and have to play you one more time. So I expect another seven, eight runs tonight. I expect another seven, eight runs in the finale. 
and feel good about your stuff, pad your stats, and then let's get ready to go to L.A. and take on the Dodgers. In what may be, I mean, you know, one of the more fun series of the Major League Baseball season, especially right now, because, again, the Braves don't really have anything to play for. The, the division's a joke. The Mets, the Mutts are in last place now. That's all you need to know. The Mutts are now in last place. They're a game, a game in the basement. Washington is a game ahead of them. That's all you need to know about this division. And again, we told you this months ago that this division was over. So again, you don't have nothing to play for other than, hey, bragging rights against the Dodgers, having the best record in baseball. Because again, you need that you want that number one overall seed to make your life a little bit easier. But outside of that, there's there's really nothing to play for. So pad your stats. Now, this is a perfect opportunity. Let Ronnie just go off and just put up a whole bunch of runs, RBI, home runs, stolen bases. Pad your guys' stats and just kick the dog snot out of what the Colorado Rockies are. They're, they're a disgrace. They're an awful franchise. So why not take advantage of that? and feel confident and feel good knowing that, okay, we did exactly what we had to do. Not, not, not win two out of three. Sometimes in life, you get to these situations where you have to flex your muscles over these other teams. Winning two out of three isn't good enough. This should be a clean sweep. And I'm looking at probably averaging about, you know, somewhere between seven to 10 runs a game, each of the three nights. Just flex your muscles, do what you did last night, and kick the dog snot out of the Colorado Rockies. And and pad your stats. And let's get ready to go to L.A. over the weekend and have some fun. And let's take on Freddie. And let's take on Mookie Betts. And let's take on that whole squad and Clayton Kershaw. And everybody else is doing their thing. And then let's go in there and find a way to take two out of three and come back home from there. All right, as you listen in to Hitting Hard, make sure you go in and leave us a comment on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on and let us know that you're an everyday listener to the program. So we do thank you so much for being a part of the show, and we call them our everydayers. So let us know that you listen in five days a week to the program. So a lot of rumors that have been floating around about the idea of Derek Barnett is seeking a trade, the former Tennessee standout defensive edge, defensive lineman. Um, now with the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously the team that uh, that drafted him. And look, um, you know, I, he's been a guy that has been a very underwhelming player, right? He was the 14th overall pick in the first round of the draft back in 2017. And it's been pretty underwhelming by and large. Five sacks right out of the gate his rookie year. You thought, okay, I'll turn the corner and and he's going to have, you know, big time career and then you know, injuries happened the, the following year in 2018, down to two and a half. Had a couple of good years in the middle there, 19 and 20, were six and a half and five and a half sacks. But last two years, obviously, not so much production in 2021 with two sacks. And then last year, injuries completely derailed his career with no uh, sacks. So again, the last two years combined, he's played in 17 games with 15 starts and had two sacks in it. And I know a lot of people are excited about the idea of, hey, could this be a guy that we trade for and this, that, and the other? Eh, I'm good. I'll be honest with you. Do, do I want more pass rush? Absolutely. But have there been better options? Again, we just saw like two or three weeks ago that the Carolina Panthers signed Justin Houston. 
And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, why are we letting Justin Houston go to our division rival to go out and sack our quarterback? Why, why don't we have Justin Houston? So again, I, I, I like I like Derek Barnett, and I was really high on him coming out of college, but the production just hasn't been there. And and if you put him on a team like this, to be honest with you, and I know Ryan Nielsen can work miracles and all this other kind of stuff, but you put him on this team, I mean, what's it going to be? Two or three sacks? I mean, why not get me Justin Houston? Why, why don't we go after the guys that made a living sacking the quarterback? The reason Justin Houston is still a viable at 30 plus years old is because he sacks the quarterback. He's got one trick that he does and he sacks the quarterback, which we don't do. Derek Barnett right now doesn't sack the quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's a lot of name and reputation, and we saw him in the SEC and coming out of Tennessee and wreaking havoc against Georgia and blah, 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 blah. But the production hasn't been there in the NFL. And by the way, you know, again, he's got one of the best defensive lines in the NFL that he's playing with. I mean, again, when, when you usually get around guys like that, you get your numbers, you know, pushed up because – you know, you're so focused on, you know, the last couple of years, Javon Hargrave and, and you know, Hassan Reddick and all that. I mean, you, you focus so much on those other guys that guys like Derek Barnett get freed up and they go after. Again, it's the Ray Edwards philosophy, right? You've got Jared Allen on one side and you're so focused on him and him destroying your quarterback that Ray Edwards just goes off for 10, 11 sacks. We've never seen that out of Derek Barnett. So, again, I... I'm not that excited. I'd have been more excited for Justin Houston. I'd be excited for Ngakwe. Heck, I'd be more excited for Melvin Ingram than I would for Derek Barnett. Yeah, can again, the, can the Falcons at the end of the day use more pass rush help? Absolutely. It's my number one concern. It's my number one bugaboo. You can't, let, let's all just say it together. You can't have too many guys that sack the quarterback. Let's say that all together one more time, okay? You can't have too many guys that sack the quarterback. There's no such thing. The defensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, or Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Eagles, never came up and said in one of his press conferences, "Boy, we just got too many guys sacking the quarterback. We just, we, I, I don't even, I don't, I don't even know what we're, we need to do. We, we just probably need to slow down a little bit because we're just sacking the quarterback too much." No, no coach has ever said that. No defensive line coach has ever said that. So while I understand the concept and the principle of bringing him from a Super Bowl, you know, runner up and, you know, being here and and let's see what he can do and, you know, all the different things that come along with it and the lineage of the SEC and blah, 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 right? All those other things. Okay, great. But the production doesn't match. And he's de- dealt with injuries. And like I said, I'd have rather had Justin Houston. How do we let Justin Houston Go to our division rival. Like, help me, riddle me that, Batman. Figure that one out for me. Like, I am I'm, I'm look at him a couple weeks ago, and he's signing with Carolina. I'm like, why did we not get Justin Houston? Why, why did we not sign Justin Houston? I, you mean to tell me that he couldn't have come home and played here for this, this franchise? $7 million deal? $6 million guaranteed? We couldn't have offered that? So why would I want Derek Barnett when I could have had Justin Houston? Why would I, why would I want a guy who's been hurt and, and unproductive? And I had a guy that was on the streets. You mean to tell me that he picked the Carolina Panthers over the Atlanta Falcons or the Falcons just not offered it to him. 
So again, uh, you can you can have Derek Barnett. If the Falcons do trade or whatever for Derek Barnett, I won't be mad or whatever. You know, again, it is what it is. And, and like I said, it's another body. But there are better bodies that have been on the streets sitting out there. And we do have the money to be able to, to go get some of these guys. One or two of these. I mean, we have the cash. We have, we have, the, we have the haul in the bank. Why not pull the trigger on the guys who can be productive? That's that's no thanks. I mean, so look, do I want Derek Barnett? Not really. Do I want? Do I want? Let me put it like this: Do I want more guys that can sack the quarterback? Yes, absolutely. Do I want Derek Barnett specifically? No, no. I, I'm, I, I'm again. I, you can miss me with what his upside is, and he's got to get the right system and the right defensive line coach and. Blah 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 blah, brother. If you're if you're this many years into your career, right? I mean, you're going into year number seven, and it hasn't all clicked yet. Then I'm fine. I'm fine. If Justin Houston can get nine and a half sacks at thirty whatever years old in a part time role, and I've got Derek Barnett hurt and beat up and banged up and only had two sacks, you know, he only had two sacks two years ago when he played. 15 games starting and 16 games in total. I'm good. Uh, we need as much help on the defensive line as we possibly can, but I'm good. Miss me with Derek Barnett. He should have gone out and gotten Justin Houston a couple weeks ago. All right. Thank you so much for making hitting hard. Your first listen, be sure to go into whatever podcast platform that you're listening on and let us know that you're an everyday listener to the show. So we thank you so much for being a part of our growing community and let us know that you're an everyday listening in five days a week. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Check us out on the Sirius XM app as well and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We'll be back with you tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.